everybody. Welcome to episode two of Seattle to Unknown, the podcast for travelers on adventures and such. Uh, I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm Melinda. Don't laugh at me. Nope, I will always laugh at you. Fair enough. I'll always, always laugh at you too. <laughs> I mean it so, in the nicest way possible. Sometimes. Anyway, so today we want to talk about a topic that kind of perennially haunts travelers, and that is how to pick a bag. Um, Melinda and I are both members of a bunch of different travel forums, and so we see a lot of the same questions pop up over and over and over again. And one of them is, hey, what bag should I take? And partially the answer is, we can't tell you. Like Everybody is completely different. As much as I would what, love to tell everybody what to do, this yeah, one, you are a tiny can't. dictator. Um, in like the nicest way possible. <laughs> I blame work. Uh, but just because what I what bag works for me won't necessarily work for you and vice versa, it doesn't mean that there aren't some pretty general things, like mm, concepts that you can use to help pick out your own bag. But before we go further, we forgot to do this in our first episode, I do believe, but we wanted to do in-flight cocktails for each podcast. So something you could have on the plane to make the ride a little bit less miserable. It's like hours and hours and hours. Yeah, so exactly. This week, um, I have coffee because it's and, still morning for me yeah but because we're in two different time zones any cocktail that i might be drinking would be for melinda day drinking it's, no it's not even like day drinking it's still morning it's still a.m so it's <laughs> it's just morning morning drinking don't judge yeah. i'm doing it for you so I walked into the grocery store with the purpose of getting something that you could get off of a cocktail cart at an on a flight and mix it and you'd have something good to drink. And then I passed by the produce section and I saw that my grocery store had started selling coconut. Can but they're not just coconut? regular coconuts. No, no. These are coconuts with pull tabs on them. You pull it off, you shove a straw in, and you just drink from the coconut. But it's and like one of the that? telescopic ones and it's a bendy straw too. So like, yeah, this is no ordinary straw. No, no. And it even comes with a little stand that you can put the coconut on while you drink from it. And admittedly, you probably can't get this from a drink trolley. But I saw it. So badass if you could, though. I'm sure there's super, super fancy high end first class sections, you know, the kind with a bar where you could get one if you were Jeff Bezos. But (laughs) (laughs) for all those normies out there. (laughs) Yeah, well, I saw it at the grocery store and I went, I can't leave it at the store. It's like when you go to an animal shelter and you see a really sad looking dog and you're like, I can't leave it here. I can't abandon it. So I came home with a coconut. I can't say I've ever had a drink from a coconut before, but I'm doing it now and it's delightful. Should have added rum to it. The hole in it is too small. It's just literally the pull tab pulls out a tiny chunk of the the shell of the coconut. Is it shell or hole? Either way, just a tiny little hole big enough to put a straw in. I don't know that I have a funnel small enough to funnel rum into this thing, but I can guarantee you when I'm done with this drink, I'm going to break the coconut open. It's going to become a cup and there will be rum in it next week. Ew. You probably shouldn't hang on to it that long. Well, if you take out all the flesh, it's just a shell. You can dry the shells out. Okay. That's a thing. Okay. I thought you were going to leave like just it split in half and then I got very worried that you'd have moldy coconut. (laughs) And fruit flies. Oh, gross. But tropical fruit flies, which have got to be cooler. Coconut scented fruit flies. (laughs) They smell like banana boat. Ooh. Don't, don't. (laughs) I don't 
don't mind the way sunscreen smells, but that's me. You don't mind it? I don't really mind it. As long as it's not the ones that, like, smell really chemically. Some of them do. They just straight up, like, it's going to eat your skin. They just remind me of the one girl in high school who thought she was really, really rad. And she knew she was going to get into a sorority one day. And it was going to be whatever. I don't know. I don't know any sorority names. I didn't go to a school with sororities. But she only drank Malibu. And once you clean up one chick's Malibu vomit, you never want to smell smell banana boat again. Why did you clean up her vomit? There's more because, of the story. Oh my goodness, boy, is there. Um, but actually, it happened a few times. So let's not dredge up any horrible memories, shall we? <laughs> horrible memories of your one friend who's the woo girl. Woo! It's o- only woo girls drink Malibu. It is an unwritten truth, but it is true. I don't understand how they become the Woo Girls because, like, Malibu does not have a lot of alcohol content to it, actually, and it gets really slushy if you put it in a freezer. Yeah, I don't think she was even drinking it cold. I think she went to a liquor store back when there were still liquor stores, got herself a bottle of of Malibu, had her boyfriend drive her to the New Year's party, and she started drinking it in the car. I have a lot of feelings about this girl. (laughs) All of them are probably not um, kind, I'm guessing. Uh, no, no, no. They're not unkind. Well, they're not particularly charitable. But, <laughs> but oh she mostly just baffled me. Hmm. Like, how did you get to be a woo girl? How does anyone become a woo girl? I don't know. I don't get it. But also Malibu? Ew. I mean, you can't just drink Malibu by itself. It has to be mixed in with something. Oh, but I don't she know. did. <laughs> Anyway, we're a little bit off topic. She went for gold. Okay. Um, Also, with those conversations about pretty much backpacks versus suitcases, uh, we are not sponsored by anybody. So we're not being paid to talk about, like, the ones that we do actually like or anything. No sponsors whatsoever for us. Unless somebody wants to, then that would be cool. Yeah, sponsor us. Give us free stuff to test out, and maybe we'll talk about it to our ones of listeners. Ones. (laughs) To our our um, animals that have to listen to us. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty big audience right there. I've got three pets, and you've got two. So that makes five whole listeners. Yay! In this scenario, I'm making my mom and dad play this for my bird back at home. Okay, I'm like, three? (laughs) I was worried that you couldn't do math. I still oh have gosh. a bird, okay? He just doesn't live with me. Anyways, okay. So no sponsors whatsoever right now. Yeah, so we will give you our honest opinion of the things we've tried and what worked for us or what didn't. But like I said, just because I didn't like something doesn't mean that you won't like it. We have different travel styles, different health, different bodies. Not everything works for everyone. There's no such thing as a cookie cutter perfect match. No. Nope. So that's why like posting on... Um, like certain groups on the webernets doesn't always work out as being helpful, especially in this case. I don't think a lot of the comments are necessarily helpful because um, one of the bags that we first started out when we both ended up in London is we found on e-bags, and I think it was the Motherlode Junior backpack. Yeah, the Motherlode TLS Junior or TLS Motherlode Junior, some variation yeah. of those three words. And it's it's a weekender bag, and I guess that's something we didn't quite notice in the description but um 
in all theory, this is what you want if you want a backpack. It's a backpack, but it opens up like a suitcase, so you don't have to dig to the bottom or take everything out to get to something that's at the bottom. You can just open it up like a clamshell. Easy peasy. Yeah, and it had tons of organization. It had lots of little things that seemed really well thought out, like details that you wouldn't necessarily have thought of. But when you see them, you go, oh, that's clever. Yeah. So we ended up getting the same bag, but in different colors, because I need, you know, something that's as close to lime green as I possibly can get, because I like bright and annoying. Um, I ended up taking my bag with me on like a three day trip to Vegas. And it fit underneath the seat of, like, one of the tiny little propeller planes. So it's like, okay, that's pretty sweet, you know. You're not going to be one of the people that have to check their bags because it won't fit on a tiny plane or anything. And we basically went from the airport to a cab to the hotel. And that was kind of it of hauling the bag. So I thought, sweet, this is going to be perfect for, like, two weeks in Europe. And by all means, it should have been perfect. It should have. It should have. It was big enough, but it wasn't too big. It had lots of pockets. Like, it seemed perfect. But the organization on it is pretty awesome. I have, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was really excited because it has what they call a forehead pocket. That in the back top of the bag, there's this kind of pocket that if you need it, it can be kind of deep. But if you don't need it, it kind of pops back up into itself and doesn't take up any space in the bag itself. Which was advertised as being really good for putting your liquids in. Because it's something you can reach into, get your baggie out. And throw it on the conveyor belt without like mussing and fussing through the rest of your bag and unfolding a bunch of shit just to get the one tiny bag. If seen by your like third airport, you remember to take out your liquids because I don't know. I <laughs> I get really bad like mid trip. Like I keep forgetting to take it out until I see everybody else. And I'm like, oh, wait, I need my bag. Like scramble to get it out. It's fine for like the first three airports and then you get somewhere in the UK and someone is shouting at you at the top of your lungs. Where are your liquids? Did you leave them in your bag? What on earth are you doing? I'm not super fan of a super big fan of the security in London, as you may tell. Um, But yeah, so it seems like a perfect bag. Does, except when you're actually having to carry it, when you're actually having to carry it, I mean... It's it's fine for, like, quick go-betweens of transport and leaving it somewhere. But when you actually kind of have to walk a little bit with it, you realize that these straps are not meant for it. They're, no. they're very basic backpack straps with not a lot of support. There's nothing to help distribute the weight of the whole rest of the bag. Everything's literally hanging on your shoulders. Yeah, these straps are thin. There's no, like, load support, so you can't tighten them at all to lift the bag up on your back. So it's hanging like a rock off of you. And it's already inherently a pretty heavy bag for for what is essentially fabric. Like there's nothing firm in it. There's nothing hard. It's not. No. I feel like there's a little bit of structure heavy. to the, like the main compartment, but it's not anything to brag about. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. It keeps the shape, but it's not going to, like you could probably bend it. Yeah. it's It has form but it's flexible. Yeah. It's just basically they're asking you to carry 40 liters on your back with what amounts to nothing more than Jan sports straps. Yeah. So that was a, a hard life lesson of like, oh, my shoulders aren't supposed to feel like this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. It was just awful. It was, it and, was bad. It's a hard lesson. Yeah, this, this bag, even though it's just fabric and foam, essentially, just by itself weighs three pounds, which doesn't sound like a lot. But when you're on flights where you only have like a 15 pound limit, which happens occasionally, or like that's 10. too much weight. 
Yeah, it's too much. So because we all know there's those budget airlines that you know if if it looks like it's heavy or if it's too big, you're paying out the nose to check that bag and like it's just a backpack. Is it going to survive being checked versus all the big suitcases and whatnot? That's always like yeah. my fear is if it, if it gets checked, everything in it that could possibly break would be broken. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it would be, so this is where I think some of the bag decision making fell apart for us is that it's a bag that is more designed for, for weekends. business travelers. Yeah, well, weekends, it's but like, business it's like travelers the name. or people traveling by car. If you are going on a road trip where this bag is going to be in your car most of the day and you just need to bring it from your car into a hotel, it's perfect. If you have to walk with it anywhere, you're going to be miserable. And I was particularly miserable. I have one shoulder that's kind of screwed up. I mean, it's not horrible, but carrying around a back with no support on it just made my life miserable. And I tried to grin and bear it, but it was hot. That's the other thing. This back doesn't have any ventilation on the back. Nor is there no. any padding. So it's just a flat panel directly against your bag. I'm sorry, your back. And so we were walking around London in, what was it, June or July? And London might be a rainy city, but when it's hot, it's miserable and muggy. I mean, and boy, same here. Well, yeah, but <laughs> the last thing you but need not... when you're walking around is a something heavy right up yeah. against your back when you're sweaty. Things I've learned with about my um, hiking backpack from like, the early 2000s is that the ventilation's not so good and i get a very sweaty back mm-hmm. yeah learning people apparently don't care if you get sweaty while carrying around a bag because like, you're just gonna get to the hotel and shower yeah i don't want to be sweaty for any length of time so anything that doesn't have like a nice back channel on it ugh. i'll <laughs> carry it in winter but i'm not carrying it in summer <laughs> winter only bag Ah. Uh, which defeats the purpose. If you're going to invest in a piece of luggage, you need something that, if you want something more versatile than that. Something that's all seasons? Yep, exactly. But yeah, I think that just the main problem was that the straps were just not good. Like, that bag has potential if they kind of updated the straps and everything and how it, that whole system works, but it's not. And I, like, the people that take it for, like, week-long trips, they're, like, they've got to be superheroes not to be dying. I don't know. I just, I don't yeah. get how they're doing it. I think that's where where the issue was, is that we bought a bag that had really, really good reviews. Like, don't get us wrong. This bag has incredible reviews, but it was getting good reviews from people using it differently than we intended to use it. So another lesson is definitely read the comments of what people are saying about this bag and how they're using this bag. That's yep. something really important because after that trip, before the next one, we realized that we need to figure out there's got to be a better way. Like, I can't do this with this bag, which is still in a closet somewhere, I believe. I have not got gotten rid of this bag. And it's been like three years, two years, They're like three years yeah. now. Oh, more than three years. But anyway, so I was actually, Melinda and I were discussing this bag recently, and the very next day, my mom sent me a text message saying, hey, I was just going through the attic, and I found this amazing bag. It says e-bags on it, and it's just this really pretty color, and should I ship it to you? I think you might be able to use it. And I wrote back, no, burn it. <laughs> she apparently did not take me at my word and burn the bag. She's trying to rehome it with someone else who might use it. Oh. <laughs> but she keeps telling me, I don't understand how you could hate this back. It's just gorgeous. It is. But the straps it's... are not functional. 
like, I would like to not need a shoulder replaced after every vacation. God, that's a no. personal preference. Maybe you like shoulder replacements. I, I kind of like the shoulders I have. Maybe you're just a lot tougher than we are, and it, this bag works for you. Don't discount it. Um, check it out because it, it's one of the really popular bags that everybody talks about. And usually, the funny thing is, is after this trip, I did I started doing research for another pack because I like the backpack. I don't like the idea of dragging something. I never really have. So I ended up doing a whole lot of research, and I ended up with the Osprey Farpoint 40 liter bag. Again, not sponsored. Um. I got that one because the reviews were really good. It had real straps and suspension. And it like everybody's talking about, like, I've taken this on long trips. I was able to use this on the budget airlines that have very strict dimensions. And absolutely loved it. All that good stuff. Because that was one of my worries was, can I take this on the same airlines that are really strict about their size and dimensions? Mm-hmm. Because, again, I don't want to check a backpack because I don't think it'll survive the battle versus, like, the human-sized suitcase full of stuff. Yep. Plus, if you bring a backpack with you, you're less likely to have your bag taken from you. Because I think airlines inherently know if we screw this bag up, we're going to hear about it. So let's take something a little bit more solid. Yeah, I'd be so sad if they ripped it, especially if it's, like, the beginning or the middle of the trip where you can't, like, you got to, like, haul around this poor thing it's lifeless yeah. and cut yeah that's the one thing about backpacks is whether you get a backpack or a hard case they both have one fl- fatal flaw if a suitcase loses a whale you're going excuse me you're going to be miserable if a bag is checked and a strap rips oh boy are you in trouble yeah and that's not that's not completely unheard of on either side probably more so on a suitcase losing a wheel than a backpack losing a strap let me let me tell you about suitcase losing a wheel (laughs) oh we've already talked about suitcases losing a wheel so sad and so angry (laughs) yeah well a suitcase losing a wheel is not half as bad as a dog crate losing a wheel let me tell you you know i believe that that's gonna be a little bit trickier i wanted to cry when that happened and i'm stuck i'm at the end of my own street and I'm just trying to get my dog inside and I can't get the crate back because I've got a dog in one arm and a crate that I can't pull behind me in the other. <sighs> Crates. They need sturdier wheels. But anyway, suitcases. Yeah. <laughs> I I continued on with the backpack. I got my Osprey. Freaking love it. We've gone on multiple adventures together. This backpack and I. Yeah, one thing it's amazing about the Osprey, if you were to ask 10 people who travel with backpacks what their preferred bag is i'd venture to say at least eight if not nine of them would say an osprey bag whether it be the farpoint the fairview or the porter yeah i agree you see a lot of them like once you have one you see them everywhere and you're like yeah buddies (laughs) um i also considered getting the either the porter or the fairview um but after that trip, and I was so miserable, like I took so much pain reliever, so many pain relievers for my shoulder that I just knew like, I have the option to reinvest in another bag that will possibly cause me similar pain just because I'm predisposed. Pre-dis- oh, words are hard today. Wow. I have a predisposition for shoulder pain um, or I could get something else. So I wound up getting something else. But 
doing similar research, I also found that those are kind of the three bags that everybody loves universally. Um, The one thing that comes up a lot is that people want to ask, how big of an Osprey bag can I get? Can I get the 50 liter? Can I get the 70 liter? I mean, you can. Yeah, and there will always be There's always people in the comments saying, well, I took the 70 liter as a carry-on and I got away with it. And the key thing there is I got away with it. I guarantee you got a lot of dirty looks from everybody else trying to board that plane going, I swear to God, if I have to check my bag because of you. Yeah, exactly. I will kick the back of your seat. And just because you got away with it one time doesn't mean that the airline, one, has to let you take it as a carry-on. Or two, that you won't get called out for it next time. Yeah. I hate when in the comments people say stuff like that. Like, don't risk it. Bring less stuff. It's doable. And it's not universal that you're going to get away with it every time. Don't risk it unless you are completely at peace with the idea of checking that bag. And it might work with some of the major airlines, but some of the other ones, some of the budget European ones, it's probably not going to fly because some of those, well, even some of like the nicer air, uh, airlines, they're very strict on the weight. Yeah. And if your bag Don't... is a 70 liter bag, that's more weight in just the bag itself. And then you yeah, have to add we... everything else in. Exactly. And we can get into a discussion about whether people have gone overboard with the one bag stuff or if we should all stop judging people who carry more. It's not an issue of, oh my God, how could you possibly carry that much? It's an issue of you're not following the rules. And if every if no one follows the rules, we're all going to be miserable. So like, there's a lot of rules pertaining to flight that I think are really stupid. But just be a member of the plane community. Like you're all yeah. in this together. Carry a bag within the restrictions Within reason. If it's a little bit over, nobody's going to raise an eyebrow. But if you're carrying like a 70 liter bag, when you're only really allowed something that's roughly 40 liters, you're kind of an asshole. Yeah. You better just have that bag and not a personal item too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that drives me nuts. I swear to God, Janice, if you have three bags and you're taking a mob in, (laughs) I will kick your seat and I will need to get up like every 15 minutes. Yeah, I was on a flight once with someone who had one of the really large bags that had the zip-on day packs, and they took an entire overhead bin to themselves because it was that bag plus, like, a tote bag plus their jackets and some boots. Like, this is oh not – this. that's not how this works. No. Share. That's... Did no one ever teach you how to share? That's just rude. That's Especially just rude. since half of that stuff can go under your seat. So rude. By the way, this coconut is delicious. Well, my coffee is delightful, but it's gone now, so I'm sad. So sad. So sad. Oh, well. But, so, okay. Yeah, the key <laughs> takeaway from our backpack experience is read the descriptions really closely and pick up on what they're hinting they think this bag is best used for, because they probably know, and they're targeting an audience really specifically. If it says something for, like, great for business travel and you're not business traveling you don't want that bag like just not for a long trip yeah also when you get that bag put stuff in it and wear it around go for a walk in your neighborhood walk around your house for like 30 minutes just to kind of get an idea of 
how the weight is going to feel because it's one thing to wear the backpack when there's nothing in it. And it's another thing is when you have it packed, are you going to yeah. tip over? Yeah. You don't want to be the turtle in the airport who's flipped over on their back and needs someone to help them stand back up. Yeah. I've also seen that. It's delightful. That's just kind of sad. Oh, <laughs> poor, poor person. But yeah. yeah. So know your limits, know your back and shoulder health. And be realistic about it. If you have your heart set on a bag, definitely try it out. And if you have any doubt whatsoever, return it. Just return it. Because you don't want to get out on a trip and be in the middle of somewhere where you can't return it. And be miserable that you have this thing stuck on your back and that's all you can use. And you're not less of a traveler if you end up going the suitcase way versus... uh, uh, what versus backpack like no one <laughs> no one's a better traveler based on the luggage that they have yeah that's I kind of felt like I had a moral dilemma when I realized that this bag wasn't going to work for me and by extension most backpacks if not all backpacks because I think there's sort of this romanticized ideal of what being a backpacker means that you know you're kind of you're the free spirit and the true traveler of the world, and all you have is what you can carry on your back. Yeah, you're more tuned. You're learning about yourself because you're really just self-reliant, and you don't carry anything that you can't carry on your own back. But here's the thing. That's bullshit. It is bullshit. <laughs> it, it, is, it just is. It is. Because staying in hostels and backpacking and being kind of smelly – is no better than like you're not getting an inherently better experience doing that than if you stay in a hotel and you carry a suitcase and, and you smell like you roses smell. every day. <laughs> oh, smelling like roses sounds nice. Why can't I do that? That's the kind of travel I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's not quite the travel we're at yet in our life. No, um, no, we're not. Yeah, and then people always talk about Europe and how there's cobblestones and like God forbid you drag a suitcase over the cobblestones. Because it's very offensive and very touristy. Or just the idea, oh, it'll just be so difficult. It'll chew up the wheels on your bag. They'll break and it'll be awful. And I love whenever that comes up because I just want to shout, what do you think the locals do? Because people who live in places with cobblestones don't just walk around with backpacks. Like, it's not as if they go on vacation only with backpacks. Local people own suitcases too. Cobblestones are very tough and um, it's not going to break your wheels unless you've got a super overpacked bag. And you're just struggling. Yeah, I mean, so the company that I work for does an annual trip every year. And my first trip, I thought I'd try to pack in like something really small, something I could carry on my back because we were we only go away for a few days. And I show up and it's just a sea of rolly, like wheelie bags rolling down the street. I look around and I already kind of knew this. But I was like, oh, right. Europeans don't travel with backpacks unless they have to. Because they was so like, noisy. Oh, it was so loud. Just it like was everybody like though. rolling on sidewalks. Just, yeah, that first year, it was something like 1,200 people on this trip. Oof. And so you just hear, like, I couldn't even begin to replicate the sound of wheels, like, chunking, like, chunking, chunking down the street. All that clatter. Yeah. How funny, though. Just, yeah, like, a fleet of, like, weird rolly turtles. <laughs> that's what i'm imagining do suitcases look like turtles in your head i don't i don't know okay i don't know they don't <laughs> but like i don't know how else to like 
I don't know. I can just picture like a fleet of people just dragging suitcases, and because you're dragging something, you know your your line that's only like this big becomes a line this big of people. I like that you said this big as if this is a visual there was, medium. There was totally <laughs> arm gestures too, and yeah, nobody saw it. Oh well, I believe it. I believe in you. But they you know were very I mean? good gestures. Yeah, like. But that's the thing is everybody says, oh, well, they don't do that in Europe. Like, well, Europe isn't a monolith. People travel the same way here as they do anywhere else. They own suitcases. It's weird. Or they own backpacks. That became one of those oddball, like, misconceptions. Yeah. I mean, I get if you're someone like me who doesn't like making a lot of noise. I'm a huge loudmouth, but I don't like making noise. So, like... When my shoes squeak, that irritates me. And I'm like, oh, people are watching me because my shoes squeak. Of course they're not. Nobody cares. No, I care because I'm wondering if it's your shoes or if you're farting. I never fart, madam. You don't even go pee either, you weird robot. (laughs) Okay. If the options are pee as frequently as you do or pee as infrequently as I do, I'd rather go with mine. My option sounds way more fun. That just sounds unhealthy. That just sounds unhealthy. Uh, But anyway, the point of all of that was if you're more comfortable with a suitcase for whatever reason and you do not have to justify your reasoning, take a suitcase because it works. Just make sure uh, your suitcases still, you know, fit within the designated dimensions. And I feel like with suitcases, it's got to be a little bit harder for the weight restriction just because they are typically hard sides so make sure you know what the the pre-junk weight is of your bag because that can yep. be a major factor for everything. Uh, there's a trade-off involved with whichever one you choose. So if you're a person who says, well, I use a backpack because it's the superior method, eh, it has its flaws as well. On yes. the suitcase side, it's the weight. Like There are definitely brands that make very lightweight suitcases like IT, I think it's called. They make ultralight suitcases. That's great. Not necessarily ideal for all situations. But, you know, for the ease of just pulling your bag alongside you rather than carrying it on your back, the trade-off is it's going to be a little heavier. You have to pack less to stay within those restrictions. On the backpack side, sure, you're more agile. You can run up those stairs and not have to wait for elevators or any of that. But... If your bag gets checked, you could be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, for sure. And any of that extra weight, like, sure, the bag is lighter and therefore you can put more stuff in it. Like, well, it's not super great for your back health to to bump to overpack. up those weight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You overpack, you're in pain. Yeah. But uh, with with both types, if you're a suitcase or if you're a backpack, please be spatially aware of yourself. Mm-hmm. Please don't run over my feet, or and smack please me don't knock me over with your backpack. <laughs> Unless you're me, and then I will try and knock you over with my backpack, just because it is amusing. You kind of carry your backpack like you're trying to bowl people over. I no, I try not to like just spin around wildly and smack into people. I try and be very conscientious of and the, by conscientious. By that you mean you don't hit other people, you just back up against me. Yeah. If I'm going to have to hit somebody, <laughs> it might as well be somebody I know. I am your human buffer. 
Yeah, I feel like that's uh, really fair logic. Also, the perk of being a traveler, a backpack traveler with a suitcase traveler is anytime my shoelaces are untied, which I swear only happens in train stations and airports. Um, we've worked out a pretty good method where Sarah will just like stop her suitcase and let me put my foot up on it so I can reach it without toppling over with my backpack on me. Because One you know, of these days, I won't hold on to the handle and it'll roll away and you will go with it. <sighs> I swear to God, if it, like, <laughs> if it hurts me or ruins my pants or anything, oh, we're going shopping and you're buying my pants. Um, and here's one more tip for gear for people who travel with someone else, which is a lot of people. I think most people travel with a buddy or a group. Um, travel and packing, it's every man for themselves. So if your bag is too stuffed, don't expect your travel people to make up for it by putting stuff in their bag. Um, or carry it because your bag is too heavy. Yeah, exactly. I, I have think- no sympathy for people with heavy bags that they chose to bring. Oh, my gosh. I, I get it. Like, I get that when you're traveling, maybe you want to do more shopping or maybe it's your first time out and you don't really have a concept of what you actually need. But around trip three or four, you should have a pretty solid idea of what you really need. But you and- should also realize that you can't depend on your your travel buddies to carry your stuff for you. Yeah, you've got to be responsible for your own stuff. So if your bag is overloaded, it's time to make some st- tough decisions and start dumping things. I've it's- had to do that. It sucks, but... Yeah. It's only okay to be like, hey, can you put this into your bag? Is when it's the necessary item, but it's a super strict weight limit airline. And you kind of need to yeah. shuffle things between you guys to like make it work and still have all your important essentials. Because there's some things you cannot dump. Your deodorant. Keep that. Wear it. Bring it with you. Just have it in your pocket at all times. Uh- <laughs> Bring it with you and wear it. Um. Yeah, and as soon as you land after that flight, you reshuffle that stuff back. Yeah, and it's as long as they're not asking you to transport, like, anything illegal, then, you know. Oh, what if the illegal stuff is what's necessary? I need my heroin, Melinda. It's going in your bag. I don't care if you like it or not. (laughs) God, nope, nope, nope. Just all flavors of nope. No, yeah. (laughs) There's, like, certain emergency times where, like, carrying something for somebody else... That's fine, because, like, you're literally just cramming it in your bag until you get off the flight. But, like, if it's one of those, like, hey, my backpack's too heavy, can you carry this while dragging your own suitcase? Nope. It's not going to fly. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe your friends happen to be more permissive than we are with each other, but I think we've always been pretty firm on that. Yeah. That could just be us. I don't know. Again, these are our opinions and what we've learned works for us. So use them as guidelines. Yep, exactly. Learn. So Learn us. get out there and adventure. As, yes, adventure. Adventure with luggage. Um, so as you may have gathered from that, I wound up taking a suitcase after that first trip. I went through a couple different ones because I'm kind of a bag whore is that how i'd phrase that probably not but that's not not kind of but you are so i i'm not sure hoarder that's the word i was looking for except (laughs) i do (laughs) there's kind of a big difference but i guess you could be both 
I think I am both, though. If if we're being honest, I'm both of them. So I started out with the e-bags backpack, and then I got the e-bags hard side carry-on. I I did not know that was an e-bags. Did I see that one? The purple one? Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah, I had that for one trip, and I ended up gifting it to my niece before she took a trip. Okay, so this is going to sound really nitpicky, but I didn't like the texture of the suitcase. Oh my god! It's, it's really, really rough. And the handle on top wasn't very deep. So every time you reach in, like reach under the handle to pick it up, you're scraping against that rough surface. Oh, and by the okay. end of my trip, my knuckles were just scratched to hell. And so I gave it to an 11-year-old. Don't judge me. They're more durable anyway, so it's fine. Well, yeah, and at the time she was like seven, which is basically at that age you're you're just you're rubber. Indestructible, yeah. You're basically made of silly putty, so she was gonna be fine. Oh yeah, they're tougher than. And then, <laughs> then I got a suitcase from Lojo, same carry-on side size. I liked it, didn't love it. It wasn't what I thought it would be. I gifted that to my sister. <laughs> this bag sucks. Here, you have it. Well, you know what? She thought it was cute. She saw it and was like, oh, that looks really cute. I was like, oh, do you really like it? Do you want it? I'd give it to you. I'd do anything for you. It didn't come out quite that sappy, but yeah, she got the bag. So it's hers now. That's fine. I mean, you know, somebody else's problem. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> um, oh, God, I thought I was almost done, but I'm not. I would what? like to point out that this span, this these suitcases spanned over nearly 10 years so it's not like i was getting a new bag every single year but it kind of seemed like it Shh. yeah it, shut your face yeah it kind of seemed like it um and then i did a ton of research and i found this was right before i moved to germany about three years ago and i found these big hard side suitcases from delcy that i really liked and i bought the large ones, I didn't buy the carry-on because when I was moving over, I was going to carry my electronics in a backpack, like a techie backpack, like a day-to-day bag, not a travel bag. And I didn't need the carry-on right away. So I got the big suitcases, loved them. They were perfect. Um, durable, except for the one that Melinda broke. <gasps> I did not break that one. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> no. And no. And so, no. I got them, no. and by the time I went to get the carry-on to go with it, so I'd have something to travel with back and forth, because at this stage, I didn't actually own a carry-on suitcase. I had given them all away already. Um, Technically you did. They just didn't live with you anymore. Uh, they signed the adoption papers. Oh, Those okay. bags were not my problem. Every Everything went through. Exactly. It yeah. was all valid. They got it licensed. We're cool. Um so I ordered, by the time I went to get the suit, the carry-on size, it was sold out. So I bought it on eBay and had it shipped to my sister's house, and I picked it up at Christmas. There were two problems there. Uh, only the two. Bag, only, well, okay. One of them resolved really quickly. The first one was that the passcode on the TSA lock had been set, and the seller didn't tell me what the passcode was, so I couldn't open the bag. Well, where's the fun in telling you the passcode? <laughs> So I sat down on the floor of my sister's dining room and ran through all of the possible combinations starting with 000. And thank God it was only three digits. God. I sat there oh my gosh. And tried every single number 
and the passcode was 911. Oh, which means I tried 912 possible combinations, not including all the ones where I go, oh, did I try that yet? And went back. And yeah, so God, that's awful. Out of the thousand possibilities, I tried 912. But it opened. The unfortunate thing is when it opened, I realized I did not like this bag at all. (laughs) Just kidding. This is awful. Can I have a redo? Oh, it was, I hated it so much. Because what, what carry-on number was that one for you? Uh, so, e-bags one, e-bags two, del- uh, low gel, uh, e-bag, uh, delsi one. So, four? Damn, I had right? two. The thing is, is I'm just really picky. And I know, logically, there is no bag in the world, unless I sit out and design it myself, that is going to 100% satisfy my needs. At least you're realistic about how that's working. But I needed something closer than what any of those bags did for me. Like, so the problem with the Delcy case is that it was hard side clamshell, but there's no exterior anything. Like when you get to TSA and they shout at you, pull out your liquids. If you have to open your entire case, root around in it and pull out the bag, you're already pissing off everyone behind you. Yeah. Oh, some of those people have zero patience for anything. And it's just, like, how do you function in the world if you can't just chill? Just chill. My my thought was, potentially someday I will need to travel with this suitcase and a laptop. And if you pass through an airport where you need to take out your laptop, or if you're flying with an airline where you don't have pre-check, which I frequently have to do because I only get pre-check with a handful of airlines. Yeah. I mean, you only can. It's not specific to me. You just can't get pre-check with every airline. Yeah. But I'm going to have to open this sucker up and pull out my suitcase. I mean, pull out my laptop. And everything you have inside is exposed. And whether you use packing cubes or not, there's always something loose in there. And it's just my idea of a nightmare. I don't like I don't like taking up a lot of space figuratively. So if you, if you fling, like, the rogue underwear that didn't make it into a packing queue, like, on the floor, are you gonna try and go for it? Or, like, are you just be like, it lives here now. It's dead to me. It lives, and move on. It lives here now. That okay. wasn't mine. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure that was Susan behind me, and she flung the, not me. Don't ask me how. But I'm pretty sure it's her. Oh my gosh. Speaking of, somebody else. like, accidentally outing yourself, like, throwing your underwear somewhere or like I've heard horror stories about girls opening their suitcases and there's a vibrator in there which hilarious glad that will never be me I there was this story going around Facebook the other day of someone who bought herself a rather hefty mm, silicone toy and it came from (laughs) Amazon wrapped only in the plastic baggie like form-fitting taped around the form so you could tell exactly where it was. And it had been delivered and left on her doorstep of an oh apartment. So everyone walking by could see it. Oh my gosh. I'm going, <laughs> I hope that's a quiet one. Yeah, And she was asking if she could sue Amazon for outing her. Like, well, they didn't really out you for anything too terribly weird. But <laughs> now everybody knows the size of your little friend. Or that's a little friend, apparently. Oh no, it was not little at all. It's kind of like the I ones... I saw the pictures. Picture. It was not little. You're going to have to send me the picture now because I just want to laugh. Um, 
But it's, it's, I don't know. I guess it kind of goes into the category of what's in my bag. And we'll talk about that probably in the next episode. But uh, yeah. But so basically this bag was not like I could feel the anxiety I would feel if I had to open this thing up in front of people and like how angry people are getting. So eventually uh, that bag still lives with me for now. But that entire set of luggage is going to be gifted to my mom because that's how I roll. People get luggage for gifts. And Unless it's I've me, seen... and I know this plot, and no, thank you. <laughs> oh, I have to tell you a great story about being re-gifted something. I'll tell you later, though. Um, oh gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, I don't want to blow my sister's spot up on a podcast. Oh. Um, <laughs> but um, so eventually I did some more research, and I found a hard sight suitcase that has an exterior pocket. or So the Delcy Cruise Light Spinner. Um, it's, it's just a great suitcase. I love it a lot. It opens clamshell style, but there, the top half has a way to access it from the outside. So that exterior access point has a sleeve in it that you can put a laptop in, or you can pop it all the way in and use the whole suitcase clamshell style. And it was like the heavens parted. And I finally had the answer of a suitcase where I can pack all my clothes in one section and zip it up, but I can also still put my laptop and liquids in a separate pocket where if I open it, stuff isn't going to go flying because everything is compartmentalized, not (laughs) carpentalized. My stuff does not think like a fish. Oh my gosh. Oh Um, my gosh. So like that was sort of the ideal for me that I can do, I can have it both ways. I can have a clamshell. I can have my stuff easily accessible without throwing junk everywhere. Which I don't know why in my head I assume every time I open this bag something's going to fly out. It's not a jack-in-the-box. But man, that would be great. Could you imagine TSA opening a suitcase and a jack-in-the-box popping up? No, because that's just scare everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Hard pass. Hard pass. Yeah, so now I have a spinner bag that suits my needs for when I need to travel, whether it's work or pleasure. But the trade-off is it's heavy. It's not a super light bag, which blows. And on one occasion, I did have to sit in the airport and just start going through my stuff. Like, I did a full Marie Kondo. Does this bring me joy? No, it goes in the airport trash. (laughs) One of those, hey, you'll let me use your hairbrush, right? And like, yeah, that trip, I had to dump a lot of stuff because I had no idea. I didn't do the full research on the weight limit for one of our... um, flights i think it was from japan to china and then yes. we got up there and they're like you have 15 pounds of weight it's like oh crap my bag i don't know off the top of my head how heavy it is but I it was more than you're a- at like 20 something i feel like if, if you had to purge something then the weight limit was 15 because i did purge but i still walked away with clothing yeah i think it was like 15 maybe or like but we got you down to like Four fourteen point seven or something like you were just yeah. like a smidgen under by the end of it, but it yeah. Was and realistically, there was plenty of stuff I probably could have put in a pocket. Like I probably could have taken my whole toiletry bag out of my bag, shove it in a pocket, and have been fine. But it was kind of a stress of the moment situation where you're just like, okay, what in here do I not wear that often that I can just jettison? Yeah, what's sweaty beyond all capacity and can just it, it can just die here. It can just live here. Thanks for the memories. 
Yeah, I typically travel with stuff that I wouldn't be heartbroken if I lost it, which kind of makes that situation easier where I'm like, meh, I don't like this card and get cardigan that much anyway. And you just start dumping things, which sucks and it's wasteful, but well, I value my shoulder health and so I'm just going to deal guess, with the bags I have. I guess it's kind of also one way to like clean out your closet. <laughs> Bring the stuff that you're going to donate anyways and just kind of like if you need to ditch it, it's fine. If not, it could probably get donated after it gets washed. Yeah. And generally when that's going to happen, I know it's going to happen before I get to the airport and I'll leave things at like the hostel counter. Like I'll be like, hey, here, somebody might need this. If not, donate it. Do whatever. Yeah. I don't like throwing stuff away, but when push comes to shove and it comes down to taking all the stuff I have with me but paying an extra 50 or dumping it, I ha- I'm going to dump it. Yep. Okay. And on that note, um, kind of already teased this, but uh, next episode we're probably be talking more about like what goes in our bags and uh, travel, travel toiletries, travel makeup, like things that we bring that makes life a little bit more normal, a little bit easier, don't take up a lot of space. So, yep. Yeah. Things that work for us and maybe will hopefully work for you. Hopefully. And like help talk about things that people are always asking on social groups about travel. Um, yeah, there's there's some major things on that one. But anyways, before we wrap this up, Sarah, do you have a travel tip for this this episode of gear? Yes, I that's what I'm calling do. this one. Gear? Question mark? Gear? Um, yes. So my tip is that you should bring a reusable shopping bag with you. And that seems pretty self-explanatory, but it's one of those things where I know I should do it. It's always on my packing list. And then like once every third trip, I forget it and I just want to kick myself for it. But you do a lot better with this than I do. I just forget it. Yeah, well, I have a specific reusable shopping bag that lives in my purse at all times. It's by a brand called Flip and Tumble. And again, we're not sponsored by them. This is just a brand that I have loved for years. Um, Many, many years ago when I was a lowly assistant to, um, I don't know how to describe her in a charitable way, someone who needed a lot of assistance shopping online, which had nothing to do with our job. Um, (laughs) She wanted wanted a reusable shopping bag. You know, walking her poodle had nothing to do with her job either, but I did it anyway. so I helped her find. I, I believe that reasonable. goes underneath the other duties as assigned. That's a <laughs> that loophole. That's not on the most. job listing. They don't have other duties as assigned. No, because I wrote the job postings and I didn't include that. Ah, oh, you're very doing it clever. wrong. <laughs> that's the best loophole. Anyways, so um, this brand. Oh, hello, Moose. Sorry, my dog just walked up and goosed me. Um, my, uh, it's called Flip and Tumble. They have a bag called the 24-7 bag. Um, It's a nylon bag that's in a bright color with like a gray or a black strap. And the strap has like a nice felt padding on it. And what makes this the bag that I love the most, because I own tons and tons of reusable shopping bags, is that inside the bag on one side, there's a little spandex pouch. And you just kind of roll the bag into it like a popple. Yes. (laughs) 80s references. Um, And there's no need to fuss about making sure it's folded the right way. And you never lose the bag because it's sewn into it. That's the big struggle I have is I'll get other bags. I'll be at the store and realize, crap, I don't have my bag. 
just buy one. It's 99 cents. It's not going to kill me. But that little pouch is either really, really small and nearly impossible to get the bag back into it, or it's not attached, so you lose it. And then you don't want to bring this bag around with you because you don't have the pouch anymore, and it just kind of gets wadded up in your bag. Hate that. I love Flip and Tumble because it rolls up into a little thingy. It doesn't take up a whole lot of space. I think they say it's roughly the size of a peach, which I don't... And you can wash them, right? Yeah, they are washable. I bought my first one for myself in 2008 or nine. No, it had to be 2009. And I still have that bag. Um, I recently got another one because it is, when you carry groceries in it consistently for 10 years, it's it's bound to wear thin a little bit. So I got one, that a new one to carry heavy stuff because it would be more new and robust. Um, I just love these bags. I gift them to people a lot because they're super handy, but because they're so small, yep, I gave one to you. And I think like four or five other people now. Um, I thought it was special. Uh, well, you got yours first. So Woo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's a women's run company in California. They do good stuff. I enjoy supporting them because uh, they just make good products. It's good stuff. So any way that you could use a grocery bag in the while you're home you can use it on travel but you can also use it as a laundry bag you can use it to stuff stuff in it and make yourself a pillow i mean there's a hundred different things you can use the bags for and nobody wants to be the jerk who goes to a store expecting there be a bag and have there not be one and now you have to carry all your crap home so and now you just look stupid yeah exactly you're gonna drop stuff just bring a bag it's just useful you can you can also put your dirty shoes in it on your way home to keep your stuff clean. I mean, cleaner. It's probably all sweaty. But you don't sweaty. necessarily want dirt on your stuff. Why have so, yeah. more when you already did? Exactly. <laughs> Bring a bag. It is smart. And if you don't know what kind of bag you need, look at Flip and Tumble. Because they're awesome. Are awesome. Are. Um, I guess oh, my... Oh, oh, oh just kidding. They no. also sell really nice travel bags. So, like, if you need a day bag that doesn't take up any space, they make one that rolls completely flat into a little thing like the size of a pencil pouch. And it's perfect for travel because who wants to carry around bulky stuff? Get little stuff. Make life a little bit easier. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess my travel tip, if you're done, can I go now? I'm done. Okay. Jeez. Okay. Uh, my travel tip is when you get home... Just take the contents of your bag, dump your clothes into the washer. Don't wait. Don't let it get smellier sitting in your bag. Just dump it all in and start that load of laundry. Just do it now. All the other stuff can be unpacked later. Just get the clothes. Get it going in the wash. Yeah. Just do it now. Don't wait. Do it now. Or if you're like me and you don't have very much clothing, that's your motivator right there because you could go naked to work the next day. You're like, just I literally don't have pants to work for work. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just just do it. Just put it all in the washing machine. Get it started. You'll thank yourself later because then you don't. That's one less thing to have to unpack if you just kind of dump it all in together. Hopefully you can or like a couple loads, but just just start it. Take it out of your bag when you get home. Don't even like do anything else. Just get in the house. Take it to the washing machine. Get it going. You'll feel a lot better. One less thing to do. Yep. But yeah, I think that's everything for today. Yep, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So just always remember that it's an adventure 
and that there's uh no one way what there's no one right way to travel yeah so don't ever let anybody tell you otherwise you can have your backpack or your suitcase and you're still a legitimate traveler oh i just thought of one more thing just oh a psa just a psa in general for people who talk about travel or are in travel forums uh this is a little bit of wisdom taken from judge john hodgman helping other than in the way you were asked to help is not helping so if someone says i need advice about a suitcase which one do you think is best and you're the person in the comments or like the third of the people in the comments who say well have you tried a backpack you're not helping yeah Ooh, that's a good one i like that don't be that person don't if someone asks yeah, if someone asks for something specific and your answer is my way is better, do this instead, you're not helping. Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. And if you don't have something constructive to add to that person's question, someone's genuine question, you don't need to comment. It's yeah. that simple. I like that. Let's end on that one. Yep. Let's end on that. Okay. So until next time, this was Seattle to Unknown. Hopefully if you've enjoyed our battling. Um, catch us next time. Next, next yeah. time when we talk and, about other things. And if you are interested and you want to know when we're uploading updates, links to stuff we've talked about, follow us at CSEA2Unknown on Twitter or Instagram. Or oh, shit. We have an Instagram? We have an Instagram. You're following us, my friend. On Instagram? You're our only follower. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> as of this recording, last oh week, um, okay. our website is c2unknown.com. And if you want to contact us about anything we've said, if you have any travel stories or tips that you want to share with us that maybe we will share with everyone else at a later date, you can email us at seattle2unknownpodcast at gmail.com. Oh, and we exist too. Um, <laughs> I am on Twitter at s-a-r underscore s yes like sars the bird flu i thought that was really clever 10 years ago s-a-r underscore s (laughs) um mine's easier mine's just hooligan monster all one word so yep and i think those are also our instagrams at least it's also my instagram and um yeah so follow us maybe we'll follow back shameless self-plugs Self plugs. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a just... woo girl. We both are. We've done it. We've we've both done it. Okay. We need to stop. Okay. Anyways, next week we will be joining you. you. Yep. <laughs> and next week we will both be drinking Malibu. Yes. So um till next time. It's an adventure. Bye.